Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. We are in a series on discipleship that I thought was going to be a January kickoff to the new year, and it is summer, and we are still in it. And it has been a wonderful and transformative series that I hope that you've enjoyed. I've gotten some great feedback on it that it is helping people embrace their spiritual disciplines. It's helping them getting out of being stuck or complacent, and it is allowing people to embrace their role as a disciple who we're all called to, and then in some cases, disciplers, someone who is ready to help someone else grow in their faith. I wanted to quickly define those terms because if you haven't heard my other episodes, a disciple is simply a pupil, a follower of Christ, someone who seeks to be more Christ-like. The thing I should tell you is you must be a Christian to really be considered a disciple. All of these spiritual disciplines and good works do not matter without the grace of Jesus Christ. Friend, if you're listening today, salvation is by grace through faith in Christ, period. And today, if you feel lost, you just have to say to God, God, I am sinful and separated from you. I can't save myself. I need your grace. I believe in you. Will you please save me? And if you have that conversation, please contact me through my blog because we can maybe find you a local church to continue that process with you. Through Christ's sacrifice, we were redeemed. And that is something that we should celebrate. It's something we should exude in every aspect of our life. Discipleship is no different. Last week, we continued on our three kind of subject arc within this series, which is who, me, a disciple? Yes, you, a disciple. We're all called to be disciples. The second aspect of that was who, me, a disciple maker? Yes, we can all be people who disciple each other. We talked about There's a couple weeks on that, on how to do that. And then finally, last week, I started this third part of the arc is, who do I disciple? Because I think in some cases, this is the hard part. First, we had to address whether or not people knew what a disciple is. Then we had to get past the feelings of unworthiness and imposter syndrome to get people to actually be open to discipling someone. And then finally, this last week, we started talking about, well, who do we disciple, Mike? It's not that easy. Is this just a church program? Well, yes, you can be in a program that disciples people in your church, and I highly recommend that. Whether it's small group leaders or D groups or something like that, I think that this discipleship program works best when go, when it goes through a church, not necessarily as a church growth mechanism, but as a means of taking people that have found their way into church and who are desiring to grow in their faith and realize their potential and realize the purpose and meaning that comes in your life when you give your heart and life to Christ. What we're going to be doing today is picking up on the second part of that, because last week I fairly assertively said that the first people that we should disciple are our children. Now, if you're a young person or a teenager or not of that age yet, I understand that then it's going to probably going to be your friends. It's going to be your brother or sister. It's going to be someone else like that. But 
for many of the people who are listening today, they are parents and grandparents. And in many cases, they have not felt comfortable with all of the cultural upheaval that is going on. They have felt that they could not necessarily give good answers to hard questions. They felt undermined by political and cultural influences. And I wanted to make sure that people understand that it's always going to be difficult. There's always going to be the need for us to dig in and handle things. And some days are going to go better than others. To make a difference in your life, it's never going to always go well. Some conversations are going to go well, and some conversations are going to go less well. And what you have to be able to do is just not give up. You have to be able to be faithful and move forward and not give up this calling that God has placed on us. Again, in the Great Commission, it says, All authority has been given to me. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, along with you always to the end of the age. What's important about that is that starts in our home. It kind of starts with us. You know, what we've been, I've been kind of doing with this series is there's that kind of that leading yourself, leading others, leading groups, and et cetera. That's kind of a, a little more of a leadership theory. But I do believe that before you can disciple someone, you should be a disciple. Once you're leading yourself and you can lead your immediate sphere of influence with your children and grandchildren, which we talked about last week, I believe then maybe your influence can start to branch out a little bit more. And it might be a small group in your church. It might be uh, someone else. And so, again, we're continuing in this who do I disciple part of this arc? Last week was children and grandchildren, and those are family members. And so today, I almost want to say to you that, yes, church is our great resources for this, and you should be able to find plenty of places that you can do small groups and D groups and serve. But one of the areas I want to encourage you to explore is who's close to you but far from God? Because we live our lives on mission. You know, missions used to be something that we went away to faraway lands and we went through trainings and we uprooted our life and we did that. Even if you live in the deepest part of the religious part of America, there are people that are not of faith right in your midst. They are close to you, but they are far from God. It might have been through a family situation, a bad experience, or just skepticism, and they need godly people in their life. I've found that many people will embrace faith. They're looking for reasons to embrace faith. But right now, there's a lot of people who are kind of on their heels and aren't feeling like they can make a difference. And again, this is never going to be as instantaneous. It's never like the conference or the video or the testimony. It's usually years and years and years of work. But it, friend, it's going to be that person you're sharing your faith with. You know, Other than your family, the person you should be discipling is the person that you share your faith with and they become a Christian. That is like a, a spiritual son and daughter that has come into your life. And we can't just leave them hanging like that. I think in many cases, we obviously they can bring them into the church and they can also find other resources and support there. But if you're the person who led someone to Christ, then it only would make sense that you're going to continue to walk them through that journey of being a disciple and maybe eventually being the disciple maker. Last week, we talked about how amazing would it be if your child that you discipled then was able to disciple other people. Likewise, how cool is it when the person you led to faith also becomes a disciple maker? 
that it's an amazing experience, and I think it's one that our churches need so very, very much. By the way, the nations are right in our path. Our companies, our technological reach have gone global, and we have opportunities to talk to people in areas where it's not even legal to have a church service. You have opportunities to reach out to people in your community, in your neighborhood, your child's sports teams or music groups or other civic organizations that you can find those people and you can have those gospel conversations. And those people are in your path every single day. This is a little bit of evangelism and it's a little bit of discipleship. It's just about making that time. A few weeks ago, we talked about having covenant relationships with people that if they're going to be a disciple, they've got to grow. You've got to be faithful and they've got to be faithful. You've got to set that time. You got to be able to move through some of these stages because the idea is the more people that you take on, you're going to have to produce some people that can also disciple other people. Otherwise, you're going to get bottlenecked. Friend, this is where things get exciting. This is where you start seeing new Sunday school classes or small groups launched. You're starting to see baptisms. You're starting to see people get victory in their life. You get to see people who are hopeless get hope. You're seeing people receive Christ's grace. Friend, you have to understand that it's not just about professional clergy doing that. Anyone can do that. We spend a lot of money in Great Commission organizations and churches, and we are doing the best we can to try to make a dent in this world and help them hear and understand the gospel amid a lot of noise and confusion. But you can do it for free. You can sit over a Bible at a coffee shop. You can have those conversations. And there's a lot of mixed feelings about Zoom and other things. But listen, if your friend moves, you can still disciple them over Zoom or over the phone. There's never been a better time to be able to reach out to someone and to maintain our relationships and continue our spiritual path. And look about it this way. If the person you disciple moves and you can disciple them over Zoom, then they're essentially a missionary in their new context. And you're actually creating a disciple who makes a disciple who makes a disciple. And I think that this is where things get exciting. The definition of a church planting movement is when a church plants a church plants a church, or if a disciple makes a disciple makes a disciple. When you get three deep, Barnabas, Paul, Timothy, etc., then that's when you know that things are really beginning to show influence. That is a vision that we as the church, we need to embrace that. Most of us just feel broken and unworthy, confused and underqualified. And friend, I'll always say this. If there's some things in your life that you need to get addressed before you take this on, I fully support you in that. And I think you need to handle that right about now. If you have a biblical foundation, if you have influence, if you can live on mission, then I recommend that you do so. And again, so we begin with our family needs to be first our personal relationships, our friends, and then people that we win to Christ, that those have become the kind of no-brainer, who do I disciple? People I've won to Christ and my family. But then from there, it might be a situation where maybe you go to a church and that church needs good people that they can contact and people to walk alongside new Christians or struggling people or people who are stagnant. And I've seen and been part of churches where there's that season of life, you know, post 9-11, post COVID, where people are coming back to church and the staff is overwhelmed. And what do we do with all these people? They need to be discipled. They're all coming back because there's this moment in time that 
there's this interest and we can't handle all of it. Friend, that is the church's finest hour. We need more people that are trained up and ready to go. And you can do this with a Bible and praying for people. As you continue to pray about this, who am I going to disciple, Lord? You don't have to go to the hardest people. You don't have to go to people that are going to blow you off or waste your time. And you certainly don't need to waste your time with argumentative people who are just doing it to mess with you. If you're willing to find people who are really interested, hurting, need it, then it'll be one of the most rewarding things you do. Yes, sometimes people break our hearts, just the way that we break God's heart through our actions and our attitudes. But I know that we can work together as a church to make sure that people have an opportunity to come to faith, to grow in their faith, to be able to learn how to become a disciple, become a disciple maker, and then live their life intentionally on mission, looking for those people that need Christ in their life. Friend, I'm out of time again. I'm so grateful that you could spend this time with me. I know that there's a lot of places to be, but I want you to leave this episode encouraged today because I know that life can be difficult. It's hard enough to be a disciple in these times, let alone be a disciple maker. That is our mission right now, is to grow upward, inward, outward. Love God, be a disciple, love others, and share your faith. If we'll see more people embrace that. We will see a movement of God that we read about in church history books. I'm praying for a nice little addendum to church history during this season of time. What would happen if we're living amid that time of that next movement that is where we see God move in, in powerful ways, where we see people come to faith, where we see the hope of Christ shared, where we see people cry out and seek repentance and forgiveness and restoration. How beautiful would that be? Friend, I want you to be part of that. And so that's why we're amid this discipleship series. I hope this was a word of encouragement for you. And I'm so grateful for you. We're out of time, but I'll see you on our next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.